I think graffiti writers in particular mm. have a lot of a lot of those skills that could like transition into this. Mm. More skills than they would think of, like from typography, like the way you build in your own fonts, letter forms, colours, so many things that could mm. transition into this new world, but but haven't yet. There's very few graffiti writers and people that I've seen cross over. I've done work with Cess, with Arrow and stuff, Goldie, mm. and like bringing people over to do it. But largely, it's, you know, it's an untapped. And I think it's just, that's what I would stress. You need the Kellervision app. 24-7 mini documentaries, podcasts, live shows, DJ live streams, top fives, subscription packages, plus products for all your podcasts and street culture sports. Download it from the App Store for free today. Ladies and gentlemen, Killer Keller Podcast. <laughs> Live and direct central London essential as you need to be, could be, should be, wanna be. Let me just check. Is it right? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Killer Keller podcast live and direct, central London or central as you need to be, should be, could be, wanna be. You don't need to be anywhere else. Fact, uh, big shout out to supporters, lovers, and haters. We adore you as well. Not that we've got time for the hating because there's nothing but love that's been passed through. The Television app free download, iPhone, Android for your sporting art. Lots of new things popping off, especially for 2023. So hold on, <clears throat> hold on to your apps. It's going down. Um, we're talking AI, NFTs, crypto, creative stuff for 2023 inside the house. We have a very multi-talented character. Um, one of the first uh, times of actually having someone like this on the show where we're going to get into some deep, deep conversations on some technological fronts, but also the history and lineage of this character goes far beyond uh, the world of NFTs, cryptos, uh, ETH and etc. We, we're talking to a guy that's working alongside Method Man, Goldie. We're talking about a man that is uh, trenched in drum and bass and uh, all the colourful aspects of the art and design world of it all but there's just I mean I, I'm, I'm, I'm literally skimming on the top this is Spencer Vival of Vandal inside the place how are you thank champion? you man thank you that was a good intro I like that <laughs> I mean it was it wasn't bad was it yeah yeah <laughs> for, the, for the first like few minutes I was like I, I, I'm going to have to reel this off really <laughs> delicately you know what I mean yeah 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 well we were having a chat weren't we about things just mm. before trying mm. to go into yeah yeah, I don't think I've fallen into any one box. I think I've I've kept myself busy in a few different things. So I think that's what makes you an interesting prospect for a conversation. Um, big up Arrow, obviously. Yes, yeah, yeah. the Vandal crew. Um, interesting people. They they often keep themselves extremely humble. Uh, you're one of them characters that I think you just keep. So much lid on how much you work, and 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 we're going to get into this because I do feel like it's it's often it's only too often that people excel in one thing, yeah, but when you're doing stuff in other areas, you often learn a hell of a lot. Well, as we were saying before, like, and I think coming from people like Goldie, we were talking about before of using your creativity, but not just excelling in one particular form, spreading yourself. And, you know, branching out into a lot of different things. And I think that's what I've done. Like, started in drum and bass, 
doing flyers mm-hmm. when I was 16 at um, Design Asylum. So, yeah, you know, going from there, taking that, taking the inspiration from graffiti, from a lot of the people you see back here, mm-hmm. from streetwear labels, which we set up, and then into the NFT world mm-hmm. and the music world. You make it sound very casual. I mean, I think to a lot of my audience, and I, I will also confess to be slightly wet behind the ears on this, is um, is the idea of NFTs and how that world, how that world is constructed, how in your mind you're meant to uh, perceive it, how it's how it's trusted, how yeah. yeah, how you install that trust so it's just the thing like the internet or turning a light switch or something, yeah. you know what I mean? Well, I think at the moment it's getting a lot of bad press, obviously because of shady practices and things being, you know, mm. you see it a lot in the press. And I think generally anything, especially in the widespread media, if they're telling you not to do something, you mm. should probably go in the other direction because mm. there's a good reason why they're trying to put people off. Do you think there's a reason for why they're putting people off NFTs? Yeah, yeah. Well, not just NFTs, I think... Crypto as a whole. Well, that's the first thing. There's like there's crypto over here, and then for me there's Bitcoin here, mm. and the two are completely different. They shouldn't be complicated. Like explain Bitcoin, to me the difference of that. Yes, again, I'm going yeah, completely yeah. lost here. Guys, we're following this one together. Spencer's about to dive the fuck in. We're diving in. We're diving in. <laughs> so crypto is basically. As an umbrella, you put everything in there, all the other coins you'd see like Ethereum, Solana, artwork that's minted of apes and things like that, mm-hmm. you'd see saying, that for me would fall all under crypto. Okay. That is something to me that isn't isn't decentralised as such. What does well, decentralised mean? Well, decentralised is taking the power away from one person or entity. So Bitcoin will keep going regardless is an ongoing thing, an ongoing mathematical equation that right. turns out regard it doesn't need anyone's input, doesn't need any CEO, doesn't need like any a stock phase. exchange. But it doesn't even need that. It will carry on happening to set is set to run over a certain course of time, no matter what. Why is that? Because it's a program and that's the way it okay. was programmed. And that's also where the value comes from. Because over that period of time, it becomes more and more rarer because there's only ever going to be 21 million of those coins minted. And this is what the theory, the theme, mm. blockchain comes into that, that and, and minting things. Well, yeah, that you, a... you can mint on other platforms, but mm. with Bitcoin, you can't fuck with that. Like, that's, that is what it is. It's yeah. on a course... And it's set on that course, and that's it. Which I think is the appealing thing, because yeah. if you look at where things go wrong, things go wrong when there's human interference. When you start getting egos and people that run companies, mm. greed comes into it, mm. factors like that, and that's mm-hmm. where people get fucked over. They lose money, things like that. That can't happen. No, that's good. People can use it on exchanges, as we've seen recently, and... You know, that's where the problem comes in because to me, that's where it starts getting played like a normal banking system where mm-hmm. you get people trying to. They try and mold it into that thing. Leveraging. Yeah. Like you would get with stock traders yeah. where they would say, say, if you've got one Bitcoin, they'd do 10 times that and allow you to leverage it mm-hmm. and bet on whether it's going to go higher or lower. Which yeah. to me is, you know, it's, it's gambling. So yeah, it's, yeah, you know. To me, that that whole sort of section of it is wrong, and that's what's blown up recently as we're talking last week. Which is week. why there's a 
bitter kind of... Yeah, which is why it's going down. For me, all of that shit needs to be cleared out to move yeah. forward. But, yeah, that... But that's decentralised. Like, Bitcoin is decentralised in the sense that mm-hmm. if no one was around doing anything with it, it'd still be running. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to. Ethereum is a proof of stake now. So, so Ethereum's another one, isn't it? Yeah. That's more associated with NFTs and artwork. Like, it, it wasn't the first chain to be doing it. It was going on before on Bitcoin. But, yeah, Ethereum's definitely the most popular for that. For that sort of thing, bored apes, uh-huh. crypto punks, all of that stuff, open sea, all the things people are familiar with mm. that I'm sure mm. they're looking at and saying, why has someone paid yeah, yeah. a quarter of a million for a picture of a monkey and things well, like we'll that? Well, we'll definitely come to that bit in a bit. But, okay, so um, crypto. Mm-hmm. So what's what's the, if the, if Bitcoin and Ethereum are there, what's, what's crypto in the, the grand scheme of things? Crypto is everything else that isn't Bitcoin. Basically, so it's all of these other coins. It's all of the other things. Unfortunately, it's a lot of scams. It's a lot of people using over-leveraged platforms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That stuff all falls into crypto. And they're the things that I think give the whole space a lot of the time bad press. I mean, like a lot of this over-leveraging and, yeah, just general lawlessness. Do you think that comes from a place where people don't care about the 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 community the culture the the thing that you're trying to create and they just see it as free money yeah well I think it's you know it's a wild west a lot of yeah. it at the moment some of it is unregulated and you know people unfortunately people have lost money and they have and I think people have seen opportunities there to mm. to dive in mm. and you know, take advantage yeah. but you know it's early it's a very early thing and I think unfortunately a lot of that stuff overshadows a lot of the positive things that can come out of it mm. and the freedom that artists can get mm. to sell their artwork and to have another passive income, which mm-hmm. is a big thing for... Say, I used to work as an animator for studios and things like that, creating animations. See, and you know, just another thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Spencer, you're just... A, it's, trust me, this conversation is going to get very fun. Yeah. So you were animation? Yeah. You were that guy? Yeah. Fantastic. So we... Say you're working for a studio, you're doing a lot of animation, so that's a skill that you've had to learn over a lot of years, just yeah. as you would painting, right, whatever. Yeah. But unlike a lot of them other skills, say for illustration, I could then go home and I can illustrate something, I can sell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With animation and digital artwork, up until the point of NFTs, there's nothing you could do with that mm. outside of that. That's true. What could you do? So yeah. I was getting employed by companies. You do the animation under their guidelines. They'd steer you, creative directors would tell you, you finish that project, you're done, you've gone home. You've invested a lot of time learning yeah. these skills yeah. for that company, yeah. essentially. But, but you, what you, don't you can't do yeah. anything with it after that. So what this did for me and for a lot of other people is you could then take them skills, go home, create something anything you wanted because no one's telling you what you can't do it's a free-for-all you can fucking any of the mad things you want to do i'm going to do it i'm going to mint it and put it up there and you can earn money off of that for for the first time you can earn money off of your digital skills which you know couldn't happen before it was a nice thing to have i don't think it was fully recognized as a as a skill set in the same way of other Mm. creative methods were at all until now, mm. and you see people are like um, 
what's it called? The guy using Cinema 4D and programs mm. like that. Like they're hard to. Mm. It takes a long time to get your head around using them, let alone perfecting them to that level. So, to see people getting paid for that is is a good thing. But it's definitely is brought in. Yeah, for sure. It's another facet to this creative world. And again, this is this only heightens the deeper conversation we're going to have and the fact that you're on the show is that, you know, I think I think this audience here, my audience, our, us, we, uh, we've got a lot of skill sets. Yeah. Um, and, and when we have all these things, it's often, one thing can often be neglected or you can be really, really good at something like graph or, or breakdancing or something, you know what I mean? Like be really good at, oh, and in part-time I'm a, I don't know, I'm a... a graphic designer or you know yeah. i'm a videographer or whatever it, it, it's hard to it's hard to find that one-stop place where you can actually knock out all the things you're great at yeah but i don't know if you should i think like you always have to stay a little bit uncomfortable because i think that pushes you to do other things so i don't think if you settle in that pocket and just do it like especially now now's the time now's not yeah. the time for comfort in a thing that's constantly evolving you've got to go with it yeah i'm talking more from a point of view of like the skills that are within nfts actually give you the opportunity to expand further on the on the all this all this skills all these skills yeah. that you, you have well yeah for one i think i think what i wanted to chat to you about as well is i think graffiti writers in particular mm. have a lot of a lot of those skills that could like transition into this mm. more skills than they would think of like from typography like the way you build in your own fonts letter forms colors so many things that could mm. transition into this new world but but haven't yet there's very few graffiti writers and people that i've seen cross over i've done work with cess with arrow and stuff goldie mm. and like bringing people over to do it but largely it's you know it's an untapped and I think it's just, that's what I would stress. It's a thing, a world, a lot of writers sitting at home now, there's no barrier to it. Mm. And that's the beautiful thing. They could sit at home now, have an idea, get it done. It hasn't even got to be done digitally. Mm -hmm. I know people that are selling oil painting. They're doing oil paintings. Lots of photos. Just taking photos of it, but then it doubles up because they're selling the photos of their oil painting and you have the token, which is, that's the key bit. People say, oh, well, it's just a JPEG. But it's not. Because if it's, the token is the timestamp, and that's where it comes from. That's the valuable thing. Mm -hmm. You could save a JPEG and say, oh, I own it. But then, you know, you got a JPEG, but you have no proof. You have no receipt, mm -hmm. as it is, of ownership. Mm -hmm. And that's where it is. And that's embedded on the blockchain. So if you did 100 of them, that's timestamped. And then people who own that own a piece of that, mm -hmm. which which art is all about. It's all about the yeah. timestamp of when someone did something, and even that can be modified and rejigged and mm. made to, you know. Um, I think I think you're right, and this is a conversation that I also wanted to. I'm glad you're on, on the same page as we're on the same page because um, the debugging of why people wouldn't do this, yeah. I think, is a. Um, is the wider conversation. It, it, it appears to me, we've got a guest in the oh, fucking we'll room to do um, But uh, yeah, a little fly in there for those who aren't uh, watching and listening. The, the, the debugging so far as a lot of the, a lot of the graffiti street art community, maybe more so the more uh, underground graffiti scene, this is something that 
it's paid dues. It's something that actually should be inherent in uh, some sort of lifelong return for all of this hard work. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I think that's the thing. It can. Here's a way where artists can get paid, not only instantly through no middleman or anything like that. They mm. can do what they want, creative freedom. And they can get paid, but also, more importantly, on a lot of these platforms, you can have a 10% royalty that's ongoing. Mm. So you could do something now, you might not earn a fortune off of it, but say in five years' time, that thing becomes historically important, mm. or people look back at it and say, fucking hell, there was this graph writer doing this back then. Yeah. And then that becomes like a, a showpiece for the whole thing moving forward. You would still be getting 10% of that, going on and on for the resales, mm. you know, which is unheard of. It's like being the king of something from some, from a, doing a, you know, a, a, I don't know, like, I don't know, Wild Star, Star Wars, you know, all these hit legacy holders, they still live off that name now. You imagine if you were the first NFT yeah. dude to, yeah. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It's still, it's still so early, don't it? It's not people listening to that. I'd recommend at least doing your own research and going online I can give you some links to good sites to look at mm. for to onboard people and you know getting more familiar with it and um yeah I just think the rewards there personally speaking like the freedom it's given me to be more creative over the last year or two is it's just insane well we'll get into that for sure mm. I'm going to stick on the la- I'm literally going to stick on the you know holding hand yeah, of, yeah. of how to do shit because uh, it's fucking important man we'll get into mm. some techers stuff in due course but for those that are starting fresh out out of the traps and, and they're, they're like right so what is it so it's a JPEG we take a photo we can do whatever we want that's the first step then we're from there so from there you can just choose where you want to upload it basically if you want to I would recommend doing artwork on Bitcoin personally because that's where a lot of my artwork has thrived and I feel it's where there's a community that embraces this sort of new new thing. So mm-hmm. especially with graphites, musicians coming on, like it hasn't just got to be artwork. No, no, not at all, yeah. There's a whole movement. Skrilla, who's a guy in America who's Flor- in Florida, he's a legend. producer. Yeah, legend, yeah. Produced Benny the Butcher's album, yeah, yeah. Pyrex Picasso. And... He is basically, along with a few other guys, started a music platform called Basement where you can go on and upload tracks. And the good thing with Bitcoin and Counterparty is, say you have an NFT on that level, anyone that owns it, you can then ship them or send them out other tracks for free as token holders. So you could, say, release a whole EP. You'd release the first track and the artwork. Mm. Everybody buys that token. You do a set number of them. You then drop out a track a day or a track a week, whenever you wanted, and it would cost like a few pence. Well, almost like as if the NFT is a container and it just drops in. Exactly like that, yeah. So you'd have it living there. You could view it, you listen to it. It's something like you would on Spotify on your phone, but you own it. It's something that can grow in value, and you sell them. You sell them through, you set up a dispenser through there, and you sell them. And the money comes straight to you. And then money comes straight back. Yeah. No middleman. No one you got to run it through or things like that. Freedom. Like, you can just literally knock out anything you want. I'm not going to say everything's going to be a hit or everyone's going to... How would you break into that? So, if you... Okay. Actually, let me, let's rewind back a bit more. So, right. So, you're saying Bitcoin is the... Um, is the uh, 
the world in which you want to be dropping this thing. But what are the what are Personally. the por- what are the portals? What are the what like what do you type in a certain? For this is where it's slightly underground with Bitcoin. There's mainly it lives on Telegram groups. So there's Telegram groups. I can drop you links for yeah, these big up as the well. Telegram crew, come on. Telegram, see, is staying encrypted, yeah. so it's in there. And on Twitter, generally. All of these sort of things thrive on Twitter than they do Instagram. So it's a bit yeah. dead for it, yeah. um, which I think is a good thing because I think Instagram died really anyway. The yeah, way that they pay promotions and the yeah. fucking algorithm and all of this. For me, yeah. Instagram used to be great when I remember back in the day when you know when it first came out. Photos you could, and shit, but you could right? discover artists yeah. just through your timeline. Yeah, you'd find some graph writer in. Spain or whatever that you'd never heard of, no, and right. see it pop up on there, and it wasn't because it was programmed; it was just pure discovery on there that Beautiful. was interesting. Yeah, yeah. And it's gone so far from that now. Oh, it's, it's been just, con- con- if you're not paying into that system on Instagram, then it's fuck whatever. But, but the other thing is as well as I don't, I still with Instagram and the social media as a whole. Um, where I'm troubled with it is, is they want you to stay on the platform, which means that. You could have a really great idea outside of those platforms, but they, I don't know, you, you just people just don't want to leave the platform. So you're not really gaining anything, even if you put something on there that you think you're going to get monetized. It's just not going to happen, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. People don't. They. They. All they care about is the addiction of the of the. It's an addiction. It's just people that go on those things that they're, they're they're tuned into that social media platform, and that's it, really. Yeah, that's. I mean. There is still that element of it, even because even in the Telegram groups, like they're active, but it's definitely a different vibe. Yeah. So you get these not, links. You get these links to these. Um, yeah, join the Telegram groups. Yeah. I'll send out a few that we can add on under this or whatever. Yeah. Go and check it out, and you know, obviously, you have to you have to be an active part in the community and sort yeah. of you know you jump straight in, mm. and you know you're not going to be an overnight success. But as with anything, it takes time. But I would recommend jumping in and researching it and just putting things out there and starting to build that way. So building that way being that you jump on a Telegram group that would be from of a platform that does NFTs. Yeah, first off, jump into the Telegram group. There's a couple that I'll put links for. One's called Fake Rares, which is set up by Skrilla. Nice. Been running since 2021. Um, nice. I think he's moved... I say he's moved fake rares as a whole has done over $10 million as an independent thing. And that money's gone straight to the artist. That's amazing. There's no money going into anyone else's pockets. That's going straight out to the people that take part in it. That is so sick. Skrilla hold tight. Isn't it? Yeah. So I'd recommend joining fake rares. Then there's other auction houses. So if you've got artwork, physical artwork, do you want to sell? You can sell it for Bitcoin. And there's an auction site called Scarce City. So they're based in New York. This guy called Chris runs it. And they're amazing. I've, I've, I've used them multiple times this really? year. And they're opening, they're receptive. They Yeah, yeah. Chris is running more than open. And they're more than happy. You have to submit your artwork and go through a pay, like, you know, a process. But, yeah. um, you know, they, they sell a lot of stuff and they're there for the community. So you get paid in sats which mm-hmm. is a current Satoshi's, it's breaking down. It's mm-hmm. essentially Bitcoin. And, um, yeah, and they run auctions for every couple of weeks. Really? Yeah. Cess, we sold one of his, a couple of his paintings through there. 
So I've got oh, Sess on board. Big obsessed, Colin. Yeah. It's just, I'm, it's, I'm, it's such an entertaining idea that this is a world that is constantly moving. And aside from the money aspect, because, you know, that's, that, that, like everything could often be hit, considered hit or miss. Um, but it's more, about, it's, it's, it's more about the belief system of it. And I'll, I'll come back to this because, and, and I, this is the way I perceive it. Ladies and gentlemen, you understand, as somebody that knows absolutely zero by zero, um, you turn the light switch on, the light comes on. You don't automatically think, how did that happen? It's just, it's a trust system that you definitely know the light's going to come on. If it doesn't, there's a problem. Yeah. And it's the same with money as a currency. You trust it. You know that the digits go up and down in your bank account. It's the same sort of principles. You've got to find the trust in this thing to understand its value. Well, that's the thing. People always say, what is any cryptocurrency worth? What's it worth? It's just a thing. How's it got any value? People don't realise like the fiat system, pounds and that, hasn't been backed by gold since mm. the 70s in this country. Mm-hmm. It is literally backed by faith. Yeah. yeah. It's worth that because the governments say it's worth that. Exactly. What one thing have we learned recently that the government can't be trusted in anything they fucking say. <laughs> What's this so money thing for? Fuck yeah. Should I believe you that this money's worth that? You're literally saying it, so it's worth that. YouTube's algorithms right now on me are going up and down. I'll, <laughs> like a I'll choose a fucking, you know, I'll choose an ongoing mathematical equation that runs without you lot. Yeah, yeah. That, that says says it has value because you know if we're basing things off of trust then they haven't got one they haven't got one yeah and and, and yeah that's why there's this attempt in trying to derail what actually is a beautiful thing yeah with yeah exactly I mean if the media and everyone are saying Mm. it's a bad thing and you shouldn't be doing it then you probably should be doing it Mm. because they don't want the best for you they want the best for them and you know monetary gain they can't control certain aspects of it and they will control some aspects of it don't get me wrong like i think they will they centralize a lot of it mm. which they already have like there are certain coins that will get centralized and you believe me next couple of years they'll be rolling out a digital dollar yeah yeah china will be rolling out their digital version they'll and be on your app on your bank yeah app, be to yeah. track people as well and they'll be able to track everything but that'd be deaded like mm. versions of what would be hugely um fruitful uh options of 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 trusted and what i mean is what i mean is they're gonna give you the high street version yeah, yeah. they're not gonna give you any it's just whatever benefits them yeah You've got to think about it. They've got to discredit it to a large degree so then they can bring in their own one. Yeah. They can be like, here's this idea. It was there. It was failed because of this, this and this. But we're here to the rescue. We'll Don't see. worry, people. We're going to regulate we it. And here's our version of it. You can trust us. And then that'll be it. That'll be a transition. But they can't do that with Bitcoin because it's running on its own. Mm. So what I think, you know, and this is all just my opinion, but what I think what they do is they just make it really difficult for the average person to get hold of Bitcoin. Which is why conversations like this are super important. Yeah, yeah, because I, I don't believe, not in my lifetime, there's been as an important thing as that come along mm. to empower things. You know, you only got to look out your window and see what's happening in the world today to realise power can get snatched off of just doing the everyday things. And the- yeah, and also things have got to change. Things have... And, and normally with this unsettled, there's always a kickback to unsettled um, society. Yeah. 
I can't see. I mean, it's quite crippling at the moment. The financial situation, without yeah. question, is crippling. But but I mean, like I can't see further down the line. Yeah, which is depressing in yeah. itself. You know, and it is for a lot of people. Yeah, you're looking at it, and just as you say, like for the events, it's like fuck. Where, where's the end of this road? Yeah. What does it even look like? Yeah, because I'm sure a lot of people looking at it thinking it's fucking lot worse than it is now. When NFTs and crypto and and you know these, I these, think freedom of expression. I think and freedom of allowing people to express themselves in a way. And this is what I'm saying to people. For what I feel like a lot of the things that we experienced when we were younger creatively that may have inspired people to go in certain directions mm. becoming more and more scarce. Like even going out, nightclubs, mm. places like that that mm. you go to. If you're coming up now, all these younger guys, what's going to inspire them to create mm. the next thing? Like where's... The next cultural wave, the next shift. Because where are you getting that mm. from? Even if you go to record labels and they say, oh, we've got this sound, that's got to fit into a particular box, isn't mm. it? Let's be honest. And you don't make any money anyway. You put the record out and is you know I mean? Yeah, but the, the, the label are going to sit there and decide what is and isn't suiting what they're going to put out. Mm. So that's not freedom. That's, no, not, not. That, that's not That's not. who new sounds are going to be broken that mm. way, are they? Because no. that's a boardroom of older people deciding what should and shouldn't. That's a gatekeeper shit yeah, yeah, that's yeah, going to yeah. direct it. This doesn't need that. And that's no. why I think if people can go on, they can make a few quid to pay their rent or whatever, that's then going to get them sitting back and thinking, fuck, yeah. I could make the next, you know, it's going to inspire that creativity. Yeah. I can do this without the system. And then that will inspire a lot more exciting things that I think you just won't get. That's right. The system. Yeah, there's there's this running kind of commentary on a lot, not just this podcast, a lot of podcasts where it's like they always cite eras and times have happened that have happened because of if it wasn't for the record store then we wouldn't have this if it wasn't yeah. for vinyl then we wouldn't have that and and all these kind of real moments of um creative uh uh com- yeah community you know yeah. record stores were a community like yeah can't deny that this nft culture is that new community yeah it is it is it's got that you're right it's got that sort of vibe to it and i've been to a few meetups and stuff at galleries and stuff and it's it's got that sort of vibe. Like when I was younger, like we used to, I used to go with my older brother who was a graph writer into drum and bass and stuff. And, you know, we go up, we go to Black Market Records, go to Unity, mm. Beat Street, go to MASH, mm. and go to Hold places. Tight, Mash. Do you know what I mean? Places like that. And you'd yeah. go hang out and you'd see mm. and experience all of those things. And it was like, mm. you know, can't some of them things you know i don't want to go on about the old times no no right no no i get it but do you think um do you think to get to this point where you are now there's a lot of past narratives that you you know these 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 times that you went through where you could kind of in part kind of forecast how communities move and how nft or do you feel like there's this is a whole completely different un yeah, no, I definitely think there are similarities. Traits, yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, you know, I've said I've done a lot of Twitter spaces and that, talking with the guys and, mm. and speaking about this. But yeah, there there definitely is. And I think once people jump over into that community, mm. people listen to that and that they see similarities. Really? Mm. Okay, so right back to the back to the, the the subject of the creative stuff. Yeah. Because 
now we're talking about these communities, uh, Telegram, Twitter, etc. Right now, we've we've established that this is an awesome creative outlet. But meanwhile, um, us creatives, we're we're constantly evolving in real life. Yeah, ideas, chipping away at designing whatever it is we're doing, going out painting or, you know, in a studio recording. Like, this is this suddenly becomes like a double life, doesn't it? Yeah. A double life of community and a double life of uh, cutting your chops and yeah. coming up with ideas. Yeah. Like, how much time do you have to spend on on before even dropping an NFT? How much time do you have to spend on these places? Well, I spent probably a year just... Just sort of getting my head around it and being in it, not making any money in a year. But then I had other creative things I was doing. Like I was working for Airwell Cool J at the time. Casual. Casual oh, drop. Drop. That but, um, shit, son. Which came about in the lockdown. He's, um, he's head of PR and that is she woman. She contacted me through Instagram as much as I hate it. Fucking sick. And... Um, Said basically, I'd done a, a design. I can't say too much because that's sign of non disclosure for yeah. some of the things I've Which done. Means your business, yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't, um, <laughs> they haven't released yet, but he was just going through the process of getting Rock the Bells because you remember Rock the Bells used to be a um, a gig, didn't it, yeah. out in the States? But he, LL, didn't own it, so he took him to court to get the name and then set up Rock the Bells. Which is why it's blown up right now and because yeah. he's owning it. And I fucking love that. Not only that, like I never realised it, it obviously yeah, well, was fundamental in setting that up, but he also got a lot of founding hip hop guys to back that up. Big Big Daddy Kane, Run DMC, all heavily invested in it when it set up. So it wasn't just him. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So, you know, at that moment in time when I was contacted by them and then I was doing product design and stuff to start with. Product design for who? For LL's company. Really? For, yeah. So it was, it was, you were already doing that? Yeah, yeah. That was oh, before. Okay. Right, right, right. But, you know, that. I mean, that was a special thing in itself. Yeah. It's one thing when you're sitting down and you're drawing something and you're thinking, it's going to get sent to, I don't know who, you're going to get it signed off by someone. But knowing that you've got LL Cool J on the other end of this line that you're sending it to, is something different, especially for a kid that grew up. You know, my, my yeah. brother used to have LL vinyls and that on the wall and stuff, so he's something I've grown up around. I'm saying, it's like a basic podcast, my friend. You are, yeah. you're, you're very lucky right now to be in here with, with Spencer and having a good old chat. Uh, LL Cool J, okay. Um, and, of course, we can't, you know, yeah, indulge him in this because of it's, it's, it's no. secret squirrels. But I think there are some <clears throat> interesting things I learned from working with that whole team was um there was one point I was doing a design and um I'd put on there old school referring to old school hip hop mm. and they'd message Brad they were like you can't be like Todd how oh, well you can't put that on there. Really? And then he explained why and uh, it was obviously a valid point it was coming from him but he was saying like if you say you took rock and roll he was saying there's a tendency to the older hip-hop music to put put them in this box and call them old school, like almost throwing them in the trash. You're old school, you're irrelevant. It's mm. like you're old. But he was like, if you're in rock and roll or other genres of music, you're classic. So you're classical. So he was like, 
he was trying to basically saying you should not refer to this as old school. This is classic hip hop. Okay, I like in that. the same way yeah. Bon Jovi. Yeah, you wouldn't turn around Bon Jovi and go, "No, nah, you like that's old. That's no, no, like no. some it's dead classic. thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, no, that's classic." So he's like, "Why can't these hip hop people that came in and founded it?" It's classic. Their title needs to be slightly more fitting. Like, no, it's love classic. that shit. It's not old school. Yeah, yeah, I love that. So yeah, from there on, I was like, okay. But things like NFTs and stuff, that in itself, it, first of all, um, it makes you more relevant than you can possibly ever, class or no class. It's like LL Cool J suddenly having Rock the Bells as a as a cultural platform as a, an event, as him doing NFTs as the rapper and actor. Like, this, they couldn't be anyone more up front. And, and furthermore, you're propelling yourself into the future, right? Yeah. I mean, I haven't spoke to... Well, I have spoke to them a bit about NFTs. They're not... I'm just as an yeah, example. Yeah, yeah, if as they example. did, yeah. Because we've got plenty of other examples who are actually doing that sort of thing. Yeah, but, yeah. But, you know, to be so future forward into coming into a sphere like NFTs, you've got to have your finger on the pulse. Like mm. it's, and, and like you say, I don't really see many rock and roll guys doing that too much, you know what I mean? No. I don't really see them. So maybe the, maybe the, the, the fundamentals of, of hip-hop still stand, and that is... Um, from the time NPCs were, were invented, they were using them. Yeah. From the moment Ableton came out, they were using it. From the moment yeah. it was, you know. I, I think there are things that cross. I, I think for me as well, it's a slightly rebellious, fuck the system mm. type vibe to it, mm. which definitely appeals when you compare it to graph, hip hop and the other things, it's about wanting to not be in that system, especially when that system's set up at the moment to fuck people over. Mm. Um, I'm not saying it's perfect, it's not going to make, but I feel that it's better than a lot of current systems mm. that we've got there. And I think it's something that's evolving, that's going to, you get in now early enough, you can reap the benefits later on. Okay, so... Let's get into a character like Goldie. Big up Goldie. Very, yes. You know, very close acquaintance of mine. Good guy. Good people's. Um, been on the podcast as well. Hold tight. Um, Goldie. Goldie, Goldie, Goldie. Yeah. So, uh, multifaceted. Label owner. Original club night owner. Graffiti writer. Early adoptee of hip-hop. Went into drum and bass. Actor. You know, yo gangster. Yoga. A lot. He's a busy guy, isn't he? Exhibition space or him. You yeah. know, yeah, like yeah, yeah the gallery. How do you what what would you and I know this has happened, right? But what would you put in, in a in an NFT? What would be like your ideal NFT for him and you know, as a as a thing that constantly gets replenished with new content in an NFT? Well how far can you go with a character like Goldie? Well, we did our first one. Our first one we did was we took it back to... Goldie sent me a bunch of his outlines from his original pieces going back and, like, he had some crazy... And he had uh, one that was love, that said love as an outline, which he particularly liked doing. So I said, come up with the idea of basically taking the love, putting it into a 3D environment, having it dipped in chrome with a white surface, having this thing spinning around, and you're going around it, 
And in the reflection, which is Goldie's idea, is like, let's have it spin and you see him in the reflection of the crow. I haven't shown you this, have I? No. No, well, I'll show you after this. Yo. Um, Exclusive. So we did that, but then we did a few other ones. So we took a few of his other outlines, obviously using his tracks, some Metalhead's Roughage Crew tracks. And, yeah, did, I think they were like three-minute NST, so they were quite long. Yeah. And I think they were unlike other ones. This was like a year ago we did them. So, wow, pretty early on. We did another one as well. It was taking one of his abstract paintings in a cube form, spinning it round. Mm-hmm. That was reacting to the music. So, so there's music and the soundtrack of the, th- the animation that's going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it had to go hand in hand. Yeah, it did, yeah. Didn't it? It was, but yeah, we did four of them in total on the foundation. <coughs> and how many out of the four were made? Well, they were one of ones. Wow. So, yeah, we didn't do a whole series. We are working on other things that we're going to do sort of when the time's right, but they were more exclusive. So, yeah, they got brought up. Um, But this all seems to be quite tame. Like, and I, you know, I fucking love to... I mean, I know this does take a lot of work and a lot of, you know... Yeah. But, but, but when you think of, like, what's what's out there for NFTs and what you can do. And, I mean, it's just, it's crazy to think about. It's limitless, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, and this was, even though we dropped it a year ago, me and Goldie were working on that for probably like half a year before that. I don't doubt it. So things were like early. Mm. You know, we had meetings with certain people. We went to try and find out because we were trying to, you know, figure out what path to go with it. Mm. So the things with Bitcoin NFTs, we weren't even really onto that then. So, you know, there's there's other parts we were exploring at mm. that time. So yeah, it's it's far from over. But yeah, I think it's it's limitless with what you could do with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the whole idea of Goldie having an NFT is it just seems so fitting because he's just such a dynamic character. Yeah, he's a character. pioneer as well. He's, yeah. You know, it's in his nature man. to be breaking ground and new crea- like creativity. I think as someone from Britain, of all the people that I've worked with, and I said this to you before, I've worked with a lot of US artists, or Method Man and LL, other Wu-Tang people, and... This like obviously that's special because you know I'm 40, so I grew mm. up listening to a lot of US hip hop mm. in the 90s in particular. That you know was the soundtrack to to Everything. my life. Yeah. Then you know I still <laughs> listened and dressed the fucking same as I did in the 90s. Yeah, it hasn't yeah, yeah, really yeah. changed. Me too, bro. <laughs> but um, you know I haven't had to worry about that. But for me, working with Goldie was there yeah. was something more special about it because I spent my 20s going to you know Metalhead Sunday sessions doing them things, you know, so Blue Note mm. and all of that. Like, there was an added level to it. Mm. And I think the fact that he spread himself across so many things, getting into the Tats crew, yeah. in a, you know, people don't understand. Like, <sighs> how the yeah, fuck yeah. do you even do that yeah, 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 in yeah. a time? There was no social media or anything. Like, you yeah. had to be about, not only be about, to yeah. get international to, to just you, to yeah. get to meet these people getting in there and did you watch his documentary yeah the documentary sky on sky yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy it's i beautiful. mean that it was great yeah but you know breaking down that whole journey and you realize how many other things he's gone off to i think is inspiring and just to show people that you know mm. right creatively you can excel in one field but that doesn't mean that that has to be your only thing that you do you can cross mm. over and don't limit yourself to that 
I think he. I think he embodies that. I mean, he yeah. Goldie is. He gets nothing but flowers on this on this show, and he knows it too. He's just. A, he's just. He's. He's the benchmark. He's like um, an okay sign mm. of like, well, yeah, you can do that too. You know, and and regardless of uh, which direction, it, it just feels to me that he 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 moves in a way that. From a b boy point of view, yeah, yeah, is always correct. Yeah, d- d- you know how he gets. Out, I don't care. He's like he's fucking there. He's Goldie. He's al- he's alive and well, and he's doing Goldie. Yeah. It's all ca- that's all that matters, you know. Yeah, no, that's true, man. That's true. Yeah. But then you know, like I've been fortunate enough to be friends with and worked with people that have pushed me that way as well, like Arrow and the whole way. Mm. He operates and moves and just wants to. There's a guy that won't settle one like could comfortably fit in a pocket mm. and completely excel and become the best at it but instead constantly tries to do something else even mm. from like week to week won't just do that no mm-hmm. gonna go on and do this want to mm-hmm. go and do this mm-hmm. and it's that thing of keeping yourself uncomfortable mm. to push yourself to do other things that then I find that and I try and do that. Anytime I feel too comfortable in a pocket, I think, well, I've got to go. Mm. I've got to try and do something else. Yeah, we should, we should, because this is where we actually met properly for the first time, actually. At Arrow Show, a, yeah. Arrow Show. So Arrow had an exhibition, uh, uh, The Streets Want Blood, part two, yeah. um, down in Hove. And we, yeah, this beautiful moment of uh, coming in, getting a QR code for a special app, and you go up to this these pieces that, again, you know, Arrow excels in these these really dynamically created pieces that you know where the, the frame isn't a frame there's something coming off the frame and is it you know and inside of these pieces they, they just look they're so well crafted and then you put your phone up against it and all of a sudden nft music soundtrack the whole thing's moving in front of your very eyes and yeah yeah it's just incredible and you were instrumental as, as part of making this collaboration come together right yeah yeah i did the animations theme messaged me like a few weeks before saying we're just going to do one it turned into like 11 of them yeah, yeah. then we animated the side of that bentley as well incredible coming in there yeah. that he painted he done up a bentley same thing applied right yeah you scan the car the door of the bentley and it came alive yeah. and animated but that must have been yeah. a trip to just a, a guy that is just so hell-bent on moving the seen forward and you're just yeah. like yeah have a bit of that yeah well it's really like we've been working together probably for like 10 years probably more than that now I think when we started Viva the Vandal and then I messaged him to to use his b-boy design do you remember the yeah, b-boy yeah, design the the, kind of yeah. Thing, yeah the first one that was like red and uh, turquoise blue mm-hmm. I think it's a great design love it simplicity of it and it stands out and you know it's just chunky it's and yeah fucking. man it's a great b-boy design so I contacted him about using that as a T-shirt design and, yeah, that must have been like 10 years ago. Wow. And then lots of other things spiral from there. Like Arrow introduced me to Sess and then me and Sess started doing loads of things and then Sess introduced me to Goldie. So like the things tap on from there to there. Yeah, how much of that do you feel is somebody in this world that I think you're kind of... You're laying the bricks as you're walking. 
<laughs> just I, making it up. Yeah, as yeah, you're going, just kind of, you know, over here, I'm going over here. I'm going, yeah, I'm going you know, to do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, as I said at the top of the show, and we haven't even touched on, like, you, you, the history in, in drum and bass and art designs and all these other yeah. facets. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned LL Cool J as just one dynamic and world. It, you just... It just feels like you're constantly in the right place at the right time, Spence. Well, I think <laughs> people say that, and like I've met other people, and they've been, oh, fuck, like, how did this happen? And but, but it's from staying busy. Mm. It's like my my output of work, I think, can't be tight. Like, I fucking put a lot of work out. Mm. And it's because of them things that these other things happen. Yeah, yeah. Like, LL Cool J, his publicist or someone saw something that I'd put out which at the time I thought was a waste of like, I was kind of gutted and I thought fuck like you know you do some things and you put them out and in your yeah. mind you think this so what was it this is great I can't say exactly what it was because I designed a product for him and then I signed a non-disclosure for that but it was a design for something that I'd put out and she saw it on Instagram and then she contacted me and was like this would be cool I'd work for Oh, well, would you like to speak to us? And then, like, a week later, I was on a Zoom call with all of them. But it was because of the thing that I'd put out, yeah. where I was relentlessly trying to put work out, which at the time I was kind of disappointed hadn't done that well, mm-hmm. that led to that. It's the same thing with Method Man as well. I was doing loads of designs at the time, um, just pumping out old-school hip-hop sort of logos, things like that. I started working for a company in Staten Island called... Um, NY Minute, New York Minute. And this guy was, he was friends with J.D. Kiss and a bunch of other people. Mm-hmm. So I did a picture of J.D. Kiss after the verses. Do you remember when yeah. J.D. Kiss did the verses of fucking body, Battered, body, body, de- body bagged them? Did that. But afterwards, uh, J.D. Kiss went down and did the Kobe Bryant trophy pose with the verses thing. So the guy was with him backstage who contacted me. He sent me the picture of it and he said, can you draw this picture of Jada Kiss with the Versus trophy real quick and we use it as a design and give it to... So I said, yeah, so I did that. And um, it turns out the guy who runs that company was grew up with Method Man in Staten Island and they were starting a few other companies together that Meth was starting up his athletics company because Method Man, since his 40s, has been mad into in the gym like he's all about that life now mm. so he wanted to start up this athletics company and then he started up to cow as a weed brand so he had people doing that so his guy who was running that with him then contacted me wow but yeah, you see this but it was about staying busy like if i wasn't doing at that time i was doing them designs for them guys in new york for fuck, like 50 100 quid mm. like yeah, yeah. A lot of people would have looked at that. Some of these designs I was drawing for a few days. Yeah. People would have looked at it and gone, fuck, I'm not doing that. Mm. Like, that's not worth it. Yeah. But I was I was just about smashing out as much work as I could. And for sharpening your tools, just keeping busy. and Everything you do, like you draw and you do, you're getting better. Yeah. So it's not like it's a waste of time. You can't view everything financially as because no, it kills, kills creativity. And I think it just leads down a path that, you know, which is hard to do because I got a mortgage, so I got two kids, so you know. Yeah, yeah, you got to try and validate bills. Yeah. So you got to stay busy in a way that makes money. But you know, through all the things that people look at and go, "How did you end up with that?" You know, I think you create your own luck. That whole thing, mm. isn't it? And curiosity, yeah. the interest again. 
being interested in yeah. things that to to the average person is just a it's it's quite a mundane have to do kind of job. Where's my money kind of thing? It's like yeah. well, actually, I'm doing this because I'm curious. And that's I think the thing as well of how how you come across and how. I think from from we were saying when I worked at 16 years old in the drum and bass thing with designer sign and places like that, I'd learned how to like if you're passionate about something and you're in that industry, people can tell because mm. I could have got in these situations and fucked it up if you come across wrong. Mm. Like it's not like these people haven't got thousands of people queuing up waiting to do work from them in New York yeah. or wherever else, so you can get yourself to a position. But you can easily fuck that up if it comes across that you're not passionate and actually about. It. So it's you know all these people I work with now I work with because I've built up a good relationship with them mm. because purely because you you know if you're passionate about it people can tell they can can't they yeah you've got to be genuine about it and this just to continue this the the, the, the relevance of this podcast to you guys out there is to get an understanding that anything is possible no matter what you're doing in whatever field of art and creativity you could be podcaster you could be a beatboxer graph writer breakdancer mc whatever it's like it's it's more about outside of all of that taking hold of great opportunities yeah and utilizing your skill sets and just being curious isn't it yeah 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 definitely you've got to yeah but then i think that's as well comes from you can get that sort of direction from even things like people you hang around with and stuff mm. like that. Like, Do you believe in that sort of energy? It's, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I think I would have been a lot further along. In, you know, in my 20s, I wasted a lot of time just doing a lot of negative stuff and shit mm. like that. And I think I would have been further along. But I think, you know, people take a bit of time to grow up. I think that's the mm. same story, I'm sure, with a lot mm. of people. Like, mm. it's till you hit about 30 and you start to grow up. I had a lot of opportunities that I fucked up prior to starting to take my opportunities mm. when I was, like, probably 30 onwards. Before that, like, I had a lot of opportunities, but, I, you know, I didn't make the most of them. That happens too, yeah. Especially in this this world we're living in now, there's a lot of negativity, a lot of distrust, there's a lot of... Um, cynicism there's a lot of re- good reason to feel a particular way about a certain thing that's way out of your control and you let that infiltrate your day-to-day life and way of thinking you know it's there's better ways to start your day than the news there's better ways yeah to, it's yeah. all that sort of stuff isn't it yeah there is and i you know that can infiltrate you so much like i try not to for one i try not to look at the news but yeah. I, i'm still a sucker for tracking things like prices of of Bitcoin and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. if you look at it and then other events going on, you mm. think, oh, God. But, you know, you have to tune out. Mm. We'll try to tune out as much as possible. So before we wrap this, because I, I I do feel like it's time for you guys to get activated and stuck. Right, so I'm going to get the links off you. We're going to put them down on the bottom uh, for Telegram, etc. Yeah. And, and these are all relatively, like, easy entry, crash course kind yeah. of. Yeah, the Telegram group, the links that I give you, you can literally jump in. And the good thing is everybody is so helpful in mm. there. So if you jump in and just say, look, I'm new to this. I want to start creating artwork on here. People will just step up to help you out. Mm-hmm. And I'll put, there's another guy, he's called Robot Loves Coffee. And he's set up a whole website just with video tutorials. So literally step by step, talk you through it. Wow. See, 
That is so, sick. Show, shout out to Robot Lost yeah. Coffee. He's, and it's amazing. It literally breaks it down into what what can be a little bit long-winded, but he explains it so well. Uh, so I'll put the link to that, and you can set that up. And this is an eight... You can be set up and ready to go in like half an hour. So. Oh, my God. Really that simple? Yeah, yeah. And, and again, just to... Just to go back on the NFT thing, yeah. this is a, a, a free world of you can put anything within these NFTs you want. You can, you can build yeah. upon them and make them your own. Yeah. Yeah. There's anything I would I would strongly encourage musicians as well to to get on board of doing this. Anything people do, and even if they've got beats that they've got laying around, mm. put things together. This is a perfect time. People might think because things are down now, it's not worth fucking with. I think the opposite. I think because things are down is the good time to be building. Jump on it. Yeah. Now you build. What's your, uh, what's your, um, yeah, actually, this is a good question. Actually. What's your favourite, what's your most impressive uh, NFT you've seen where you've, you know, you've had to tip your hat off to a, a particular artist that has really gone the distance and encapsulated every single aspect of their creative output? God, fucking hell. I bet there's a few in there. I don't know. Really? Um... Is that still to be seen? Yeah, I don't know. Off the top of my head. That's a tough one, man. You put me on the spot there. Sounds right. Know. Even the yeah. dragon's den here. I'm not sure. <laughs> I wouldn't, like, there's a lot of good people doing things that are in fake rares group. I'd suggest joining in that and nice. checking everyone out yeah. because there's a diversity of people. There's people that are like hand painting every single element of it and then mm. sending the physicals. There's people who are doing things, augmented reality, so they're building these things in 3D and then you can view them and they come up. It's people doing straightforward animations, just normal flat illustrators, like literally anything. So it's all... Anything possible. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, you know, it's something people should jump into. Oh, and also without question, we've got big up uh, F- um, Graffiti Kings. Uh, yes. Of course, we can yes. not leave this podcast with because I know he, he very much mutual friends and somebody that you would definitely... Definitely, uh, inspired by, I would yeah. say... It wasn't fair. Well, it was. Or can I say his real name on here? I'm sure I just you can. have, yeah. <laughs> it was um, Graffiti Kings, who I had a phone call with a while back now, who called me up to explain basically what NFTs were going to be and what the importance of them and what I should be doing for it. And it was from that point onwards. Yeah, he really convinced me because he's passionate and mm. he knows he knows what he's doing about it. Yeah. Like he's you know been into this before anyone else I could think of, mm-hmm. especially in this country. He's been in there and he was building a community for so long before, which at the time to me didn't make a lot of sense because I was like, well, how are you going to earn money off of this now? So like, you're not. So wait, this is about building, mm. building the community. I couldn't wrap my head around that to start with, but yeah, he was just further ahead of the game. Mm. And still is. So, yeah, shout out to Graffiti Kings because, mm. yeah, they were out there doing it way before I was. Mm, mm, mm. And I guess this is people like yourself, people like uh, FDC, uh, Graffiti Kings, that does pass on this information, that allows yeah. growth and people to get a kind of more detailed understanding of this stuff. And I feel, I certainly feel like, yeah, oh, okay, well, where do we begin? Yeah. So, yeah, it's fantastic, Spencer, absolute legend. Thank you so much. That's all right, man. Thanks through. for having me, yeah. It's been good, isn't it? Yeah. Ah, keeping it moving mm-hmm. like that. The future is bright. The future is the Killer Killer Podcast and Spencer Viva La Vandal. Um, 
big shout out to Aaron, big shout out to Goldie, big shout out to Cool Jace, dare I shout him out, big shout out to Method Man and everybody else that is working alongside this total nutter G. Um, uh, sharing is caring, so you're going to tell a friend to tell a friend, you know, it's important, we've got to keep this thing moving. Um, we're doing it for you, we're doing it for street culture, this is for the community and the scene and the vibe, all right? Um, don't talk to anyone I wouldn't, all right? Uh, crime don't pay, neither do they. You stay lucky, people. Take care of yourselves. Peace. Hey. Nice, oh, man. <laughs>